when you're starting to move towards a platform, you have to look at where customers are going to start because you want to, that motivates them to, you know, start with you as a company, but then also creates a, a roadmap for them to continue to expand with you and increase that lifetime value uh, that, that you're looking for. You are listening to This is Product Marketing, brought to you by Product Marketing Hive, the product marketing community that gives back. Product Marketing Hive and this podcast are supported by Product Marketing Edge, a technology product marketing consulting firm. In this episode, Dave Panic, partner at Aventi Group, shares his thoughts on product market fit. Let's dive into it right now. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show. Hi, Louise. Uh, glad to be here. Great. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So how did you get into product marketing? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride for sure. Um, I've always worked for technology companies. Um, I've been fascinated with technology, but also uh, the business side of it as well. Um, and you know, my my journey really started uh, in the early '90s as a consultant for technology companies and solution companies. Um, and so for me, it really was just kind of a natural evolution to move from you know being in the field to helping companies understand you know the solutions that we could provide for them at a macro level product marketing for me was a, was a perfect fit right it really what's that combination of understanding the products and solutions and how to best serve our customers and it was really important to me uh, then uh, as it is now um, is looking at it from the customer's perspective you know what are they looking for what are their challenges and how can I help solve for that with uh, the companies I'm working with. Great, great. So our topic today is product market fit. Before we dive further, tell us how would you define product market fit? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I know a lot of folks uh, look at it in, in different ways or through different lenses. And for me, it's really about how well a product serves and scales uh, to its target customers, right? And so there's a direct correlation uh, to product market fit uh, and and business growth, and it's amplifying the target audience they're going after. Um, and a company's growth trajectory, uh, the more linear it is, the more you you know you're scaling uh, against the revenue uh, that you want and the target uh, audience that that you want. Uh, but it takes work, right? It takes time to get there. It doesn't always happen, you know, uh, from day one. Um, a lot of companies uh, have a product first approach uh, and as they, as they work through and they have a great idea to take the market and are finding the market uh, for that. Um, but then as they start to shift a little bit understanding that they found that, that, that uh, target market, um, they know that they need to then figure out a way to drive repeatable business, right? Uh, and repeatable revenue uh, once, they, once, they, once they move there. Uh, and that's where that product market fit uh, comes into play, right? Um, and for me, it's about repeated revenue, uh, being revenue connected to your target audience or your target market. Uh, and you know, there's there's this concept that I call non-repeatable revenue. Uh, it, it's something that I've seen uh, a number of times uh, throughout uh, my career uh, in different organizations. Um, and it's 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 important, right? Because it helps to unpack if there's different um, target markets that you may approach uh, going forward, uh, and it helps to sort of test, right? Uh, there's a also, you know, a tight correlation around sort of minimum.
viable uh, with that as well and testing the market. Um, and it's really understanding whether or not, you know, there's opportunity to scale uh, with uh, that, that revenue by trying different use cases and, and, and different, um, you know, different target markets that you might be uh, going after. Uh, and then once you find that you're uh, really uh, solving a repeatable problem, right, uh, then obviously that can move into repeatable revenue. So you have been involved in few projects developing product market fit. Can you describe the process of discovery and validating the product market fit? What are the steps or methodologies do you recommend product marketers to follow? Yeah, you know, and, and for me, it's it's uh, always been a little bit of uh, art and science. Uh, the art uh, part of it is is having a sense of 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 the trajectory of a market, um, the behaviors that customers are, are looking to uh, move towards or, or solve for, um, the journey that they're they're undertaking. Um, you know. What are the you know what are the factors that they're seeing from a competitive perspective where they might need products to help uh, solve for them? Um, but the science uh, part of it is really about trying to paint a picture of the validation of that product market fit uh, through data, right? Uh, and if you can get the the data, uh, that helps you as a product marketing uh, leader or specialist in the products you're serving to help form. The ideation around a product market fit. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer uh, in jobs to be done, uh, and you know that's really starting the, the, the to start at the foundational level, right? Uh, if you can get in there and understand the users day to day and the challenges that they have, and whether or not the products uh, that you're that you're providing to the market are solving for it. That really helps understand uh, the connection point between the challenges and whether or not there's a, a product market fit uh, associated with it. Um, that's why I'm a big believer in product marketers working closely with customers because you really start to unpack and understand um, what they're facing day in and day out and how the products that you're bringing to market can help solve uh, for that uh, you know, going forward. Um, and you had a question, Louise, about sort of methodologies and, and, and approach to get there. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversations about, uh, you know, uh, TAM, which is really the, the, the addressable market uh, that you're going after uh, and making sure that it's big enough, right, uh, to, uh, to help uh, solve for that going forward. Um, in reality, though, and I know a lot of folks have, have talked about this, it's, it's, it's really about uh, service attainable market, right, which is, you know, what is the revenue you can capture with your existing resources uh, today, right? There's always the theoretical uh, target market that you can go after, but you can only do so much, right? Uh, within a company and your product can only take it so far given where you're at, right? And so it's first of all, understanding what that market potential is and then making sure that you're capturing as much of that market as, as, as possible going forward. And so what does that look like, right? And what, how do you know and what is the approach to get there, right? Well, once you've figured out the jobs to be done, then you start to really, you know, get into the qualitative and quantitative uh, understanding of, of your customers, right? And so on the qualitative side, you know, you want to understand the why, all right, uh, behind decision-making and, you know, what motivates them to move from doing nothing or business as usual to wanting to 
to uh, acquire you know your product or or, or solution, right? Um, and it provides directional guidance, right? And as you sort of pulling these data points together that I'm, that I'm talking about, uh, and then obviously quantitative is important too, right? Which is really about the what, right? Um, what are they interested in most? What drives uh, their their decision making? What are the steps that they look at when they're trying to make that decision uh, going forward? And that helps to validate the the hypotheses um, as you look to sort of understand the data that's driving. Um, whether or not you have that 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 right that right product market fit. Um, of course, you know win loss is important, right? And and many product marketers get into that because that helps gauge your win ratio and why particular opportunities are closing and which not. And that can be fed back into, you know, your your product roadmap uh, going forward. Um, and I love the idea of obviously getting out and talking with with analysts and and influencers uh, in particular markets because it starts to show that the product that you're bringing to market is solving for a validated problem, right? And, and when you start to have interest beyond where you're right, you know, you've created a category, you're part of a category um, and those, you know, those analysts and those influencers are helping uh, look at that as, as, as well, right? Uh, and of course, throughout all of this, you have to look at the metrics as you're, as you're pulling together uh, and, and starting to look at that picture, um, you know, Pipeline metrics uh, has the problem been identified in terms of number of leads that you're bringing into your organization. Are you converting those those uh, leads? Uh, are you growing customer lifetime value? Uh, I love things like customer acquisition cost because uh, that's a good understanding of, of sort of the friction that's come into play and in, in obtaining customers. Um, you know, all of this that I described is sort of then leads to an informed picture of the go-to-market for that product or solution uh, and how close it is to, to uh, product market fit. And really that's why it's, uh, it's a combination of uh, art and, and science. Great insight. Thank you for walking us through the process. So you have been involved in projects where companies grow from product-based strategy to platform-based strategy. Tell us a little bit more about it. What has changed from product to platform, both internally and externally? Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite areas because it's really um, an inflection point within a company, right? And we talked a little, a little bit before about the idea of moving from a product, one product to multiple products. Um, and then typically there's a point uh, in the maturity of a company where a company feels they've saturated the market uh, with the current uh, product, right? Uh, they reach their service uh, obtainable market uh, with where they're at. They feel they need to start selling higher uh, in an organization um, and that uh, allows them to up-level uh, the buyer. Uh, and by the way, uh, bring in uh, higher revenue because they moved up in the organization. Uh, and that's really where, uh, you know, a shift from a product to a platform uh, starts to to take shape, right? Um, it also may be from a competitive perspective, right? Because as they're going into opportunities, you know, others might be offering a more holistic solution, right? Or, or a more expansive solution um, or, you know, a broader range of, of, of solutions. And so you need to uh, increase your number of, of products, right? To help, um, you know, uh, you know, differentiate against the, the competition and, and, and where you're at. Um, 
And so you start to move up and become a platform player because it's 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 the right uh, point in in your journey as 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 an organization. Um, you have to look at where customers going to start, right? And then you start to look at the bundling strategy and the packaging strategy against the markets you're serving, right? Because uh, if you're serving multiple segments, let's say for example, um, you know you might be servicing. Uh, a mid-market, uh, but also the enterprise, right? You want to create uh, different bundling strategies that allow that motivates them to, um, you know, start with you as a company, but then also creates a, a roadmap for them to continue to expand with you and increase that lifetime value uh, that that you're looking for. Um, and to me, it's it's a fascinating part uh, of. Of a, of a company's evolution going forward and because it can reap so many benefits uh you know for that company right the, for marketing and sales or even the company as a whole um everybody is now aligned all right uh instead of trying to have uh going to market with uh, different products uh with different messaging points uh, you're all aligned around sort of a singular message that a platform view uh can bring uh, the sales process uh, can be uh, less complex, right? Uh, because you've uh, really given them uh, a vision, the sales team a vision about how to to start and which areas to start uh, within the platform uh, going forward. Um, and then obviously the product organization has that you know full vision of what you're doing as a as a platform play or as a cloud uh, player. Um, that allows them to sort of making sure that they're uh, shifting and moving their product roadmap in the areas to help them uh, differentiate, uh, you know, going forward. Um, and what's really important to this as, you, as a company moves from a, a product to a platform strategy, product marketing plays a really important role uh, in this journey, right? Because uh, they're there to drive alignment um, with the executive uh, team with product and sales and, and marketing. How? Well, they're defining the messaging. They're defining the positioning that 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 platform will become. They're helping define how each of the products uh, will become a messaging pillar uh, or a, a part of that 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 portfolio strategy uh, going forward. Um, you know, they'll define things like the market texture. Uh, so that can be visualized uh, going forward. Um, and I really, as, as a company moves from a product strategy to you know a platform strategy, um, I really think of it as a launch, right? A major launch for a company. And so obviously product marketing plays an important role in that, um, of building out that plan, uh, building out the content, right? To help support that uh, launch, you know, whether it's... Uh, Obviously, new pitch decks, getting into uh, videos, sales enablement, and playbooks, uh, both internal and external, uh, the website, and how you're reimagining that as you as you shift and, and going forward, um, and reimagining how as a the company is going to be moving forward from uh, a single, you know, product strategy to uh, a platform strategy. Can you share one example with us? How did they achieve their product market fit? Yeah, yeah, no, ha happy to do that. And as I mentioned, this is one of my favorite areas to focus on. Um, I've done it uh, four times over with various companies in the past, but one of my favorites 
uh, was I was brought on as head of product marketing for a marketing technology provider. And this was right after a, a series of acquisitions, you know, in this area. And so each acquisition uh, basically had its own go-to-market. Each acquisition with its own product. And, and they took it to market independently within the company. And so the challenge was really how to bring together each acquisition and subsequently each product that was a part of that acquisition, you know, since they were going together, going to market independently, how to bring it together into a singular uh, go-to-market, uh, you know, strategy. Um, it was important because there was a lot of message confusion, right? Uh, and sales complexity um, without a strong playbook uh, for the team going forward, right? So it was really important to sort of figure out how to uh, to pull this all together. Um, and I guided the transformation from, you know, a, a, a multi-product uh, go-to-market uh, to, uh, you know, a platform or uh, we, we called it a cloud uh, first go-to-market um, in, in as, as a leader of the organization, it involved crafting the platform value proposition and the vision that we wanted to go forward. It was about developing the messaging pillar strategy based on the products that we were bringing to market and 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 different use cases they would they would each solve uh, on on the path that um, you know a, a, a company would would be on uh, with us. Um, it would be creating the launch assets. Uh, you know, was great about this too. One of my favorite things to do is it really allows you to move from sort of, uh, you know, product feature conversation to a full platform strategy, which allows you to get into more of a story-based uh, approach, right? Unpacking the story and the narrative of how that that cloud platform is, is solving for, for a customer, right? Uh, and, you know, one of my favorite things I like to do is Shifting from sort of product strategy to a customer really makes the customer a hero, right? And so, how do you pull together a narrative that really allows them to understand um, how all of these uh, different products are working together to help solve for them? You know, uh, you know, going forward, um, it involved uh, you know moving from uh, the product to that to platform strategy playbooks. The website relaunched on the marketing content that I that I've uh, talked about in the past, and by the way, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it helps up level right. And so instead of selling to uh, individual business owners for each product, you're you know we were able to up level and sell to the CMO, uh, which brings a stronger price point um, you know for that for that platform uh, strategy going forward. Um, the great thing about this pivot is as much as it's it's allowing the market to coalesce around the idea of the platform strategy and and, and up leveling to the to the CMO internally, it also created a much more cohesive go to market with marketing and sales and product like the things we we described before because you have a simplified go to market um, with a strong uh, singular message uh, that you're, that you're taking market that sales can use and obviously marketing can use in their, you know, in their outreaches as, as, as well. Thank you. What are some common challenges companies face when they are trying to achieve product market fit? Yeah, I, I, and I was I was sprinkling a couple of these as we were talking about, uh, you know, product market fit and how it all comes together. Uh, but for sure, uh, one of the big issues is there can be a lack of coherent messaging, right? Which confuses not only the customers, right? Because they're getting different types of, of messages across, um, 
you know, the, the, the products that you're, that you're working with them on or, or, or positioning the market. Um, but uh, it also can, uh, it's, it's also confusing, right? And, and there's complexity for sales, right? Because they're trying to figure out, you know, you know, there's, there's all these, uh, there's all these different types of uh, messaging that can go to market because you're testing out new ideas or, or testing out uh, new MVPs or, you have different products might be uh, trying to bring to market and, and seeing if there's a, there's a uh, you know, a scalable or, or repeatable revenue for that. Um, and not only that, as you're sort of trying to test this, right, you don't have that uh, repeatable, uh, you know, product market fit. Um, sometimes you're positioning all those products to the same buyer, right? And so obviously that can be confusing to the, the buyer, uh, you know, going forward. Um, and there's high expectations uh, internally on the marketing team to be able to, you know, move the needle for all the products that you're selling and positioning in parallel, right? And so there's challenges with marketing, there's challenges with with sales, uh, obviously, it's, and there's challenges with uh, the markets you're serving, right? And so those are things you're really trying to resolve by having a strong, you know, product market fit. Do you have any recommendations on good business strategy books to read? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, books that I touch on uh, and, and look through all the time, but I always go back to the classics. Uh, and you can start to see, and you know what I've been sharing here earlier. Uh, I love the lean startup. I, I love lean analytics, um, and it, the reason is because they really do provide a strong roadmap for uh, the journey you should undertake as you're trying to build that product market fit. Uh, and not only are you on track for it, but are you, you know, are you measuring for it, right? And what are the what are the right ways to think about measuring for that so that you can reach that trajectory of of a really tight uh, product market fit? Great, great. So we're coming to the end of our time here. Do you have any final thoughts? For me, and this is really important as a product marketing organization, you know, getting a seat at the table, right, to help shape product market fit, it takes time. Right, uh, and and trust uh, needs to be built uh, so that you can help influence, right, evangelize within the organization. Um, you know what is that strong product market fit? Because inherently, product marketers have that knowledge, right? They're looking at the data points I discussed earlier uh, around win loss or the market or what uh, the analysts are saying. Um, you know, through the surveys they're doing with potential customers and and, and the like. Uh, and to get there, really, it's about focusing on the quick, quick wins, right? And the number one way to do that is you may have a hunch or a hypothesis, but back it up with data, right? And so start to work through some of the things I talked about before, right? Build out a win-loss analysis to help show how far, or how close you are to 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 win-loss, right? Uh, build out sort of a survey or a, a, a qualitative approach to understanding what behaviors are driving, build out the jobs to be done, right? To help understand whether or not uh, you're helping solve for that problem. And obviously get in front of customers as, as a product marketing organization, that helps build the story uh, that you want to tell to executive team and helps you get a seat at the table, right? As, as, as you go forward. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, happy to. Thank you for tuning in to This is Product Marketing. Brought to you by Product Marketing Hive, a product marketing community that gives back. Check out our website, productmarketinghive.com. 
to join our community, meet fellow product marketers, and access free resources, including training, playbooks, templates, and events. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and give a five-star rating on the platform of your choice. See you next time.